Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so let's talk about my favorite metrics to be tracking. When we're talking about Facebook ads specifically, I'm only going to be referring to and chatting about metrics that you can pull up in the Facebook ads manager. I have other favorite metrics. If we have time, maybe we can get to those. So my top three, number one is the CTR link click. Number two is cost per result. And then number three is frequency. Let's talk through each of these metrics, what they are, what they track, why they're important. Let's jump in. Number one, CTR link click. So CTR stands for click through rate. And we're specifically looking at, or I personally like to specifically look at the link click. So there's two different click through rates. There is the click through rate all and click through rate link click. And so why this is a great metric that I love tracking is because it tells you the percentage of people who are actually clicking on your ad. So if a hundred people see the ad, there's a hundred impressions and three people click, then that is a CTR of 3%. Now the difference between CTR all and CTR link click is that CTR all is all of the clicks clicking on the image to make it bigger, clicking on read more, clicking on the link, clicking on anything to do with your ad. That's CTR all. And that's really great to look at if the link click CTR is low because the link click CTR is, as I'm sure you can guess, only looking at the percentage of people who click on the links. And typically you will see a two to 5% difference in those two different metrics. So the click-through rate all is probably going to be in the 3 to 5% range. I've seen it as high as 10%. And then the CTR link click is probably going to be in the 1 to 3% range because fewer people are going to be clicking on the link than everything. And then obviously the all also includes the sub-segment of link clicks. If the link click-through rate is at least 1%, that is where we want to see it. At least 1% of people who see the ad are clicking on the link to go to your landing page, go to the sales page, go to whatever the link is sending people to. If that's less than 1%, then I will look at the CTR all and see, is this a problem with all the clicks or is it specifically just the link? Because that can help to tell if it's an issue with the image and headline or the ad copy. The CTR all typically will give you a bit more information about the image and the the headline. Is it drawing attention and getting people's interest? And then the CTR link click is a little bit more related to the ad copy. Are people actually reading it and clicking on the link? So it gives you a little bit of an idea where the problem may lie. Like I said, about 1% minimum will be clicking, hopefully. Now, if there's a problem with your link click through rate, then you're going to try and diagnose if it's image, if it is the headline, or if it's the ad copy. 
where the problem might be so that you can try and increase the link click-through percentage. The second metric that I like to look at is cost per result. The result might be leads, it might be sales, it might be page views, depending on what it is. Each of these have different metrics. A page view, just getting someone to look at a page is gonna be less expensive than a lead, which means somebody who's putting their name and email address in and signing up for something. And a lead is gonna be less expensive than a sale because a sale is actually requiring someone to give over credit card information or PayPal information, which is gonna be obviously harder than getting them to just look at the page or give an email address. So I highly recommend that you have a bit of an idea of what your result would be costing for your situation. A page view might be 30 cents, a lead might be $2, a sale you might be willing to pay. I've heard of people paying up to $500 for a sale because the program is $2,000 or they're willing to pay $500 for a $500 sale because they know that once people buy this $500 course, then they're very likely to sign up for the $10,000 mastermind. And so the sale one is very dependent on situation, but page view and lead is going to be a little bit more industry specific. Now I work mostly with teachers with businesses that are selling to consumers. So it's a B to C relationship that they have. I do have clients who get page views to their TPT stores or their websites for as little as 10 cents and then up to a dollar. I also have clients who are getting leads for 20 cents, 30 cents, 50 cents. I personally, when I run ads to get people onto my email list, I'm paying anywhere from two to three dollars to get somebody onto my email list. So there is a bit of a variety, obviously not as big as that sales one. I've never had anyone pay $500 to get someone on their email list. That's insane. But Having an idea of how much it's going to cost beforehand will help you make a better judgment with your budget and it will help you to determine are the ads doing all right or not all right? Do we need to change something? What do we need to look at? I do also highly recommend that you are calculating the cost per result, both from the information that Facebook is giving you, but also from your back end. So let's talk about a lead funnel where you're getting people onto your email list. I highly recommend you're looking at your email service provider. So ConvertKit, Flowdesk, MailChimp, whatever you happen to be using, that you're looking there for the data. So I personally use Flowdesk. And if I spend $100 on ads and Flowdesk is telling me that I got 100 people onto my email list, well, that's a dollar per lead. Now, I'm gonna trust Flowdesk over Facebook. Even if Facebook's saying, oh, you got 200 people or you only got 50 people, doesn't really matter what Facebook is saying. I trust what Flowdesk is telling me. It's similar to like your bank account. It doesn't matter if Thrivecart tells me that there was a sale until that money is in my bank account. That's what I'm trusting, the money in my bank account. So that's stat number two. And metric number three that I like to track is frequency. And this one doesn't come up very often, but I really, really like frequency. I I look at it a few times a week. It's on my checklist of things to go through for my clients. And what frequency is checking is the number of times on average somebody has seen an ad. How it does this is it looks at reach, which is the number of people who have seen the ad, and the impressions, which is the number of times the ad has been shown. So let's just say the ad had been shown 10 times, so there's 10 impressions, and the reach is five. 
So five different people have seen the ad and it's been shown 10 times. That's a frequency of two. Now that same ad, if it had been shown 10 times to two different people only, then that's a frequency of five, right? So those are very wildly different numbers. And I probably should have used different numbers for my example. So let's talk a little bit more of a realistic example. So typically impressions are gonna be up in the thousands. Let's just say that an ad had been shown 5,000 times and it had been shown to 2,500 people. So 5,000 divided by 2,500, that's a frequency of two. Now, a different ad has been shown 10,000 times to 2,000 people. That's a frequency of five. The higher the frequency means the more times people have seen it on average. Now, some of those people might have seen the ad 10 times and some of them have only seen it once. So it finds the average, of course. The reason why I like frequency is it helps to tell if the audience is becoming exhausted because you really don't want to, except in very specific situations, you don't want to be showing the ad to the same people time and time and again and again and again and again because people will start to either ignore it because they're like, oh, I've already seen that and just like keep scrolling by or they're going to get annoyed and might start reporting it or making comments on it that you don't want or unfollowing you like taking steps towards getting out of your world because they're annoyed by your ads. We don't want that. Okay, I just want to pause for a second and remind you of my signature course. It's a hybrid group coaching program course called Dream List Essentials. We're going to be opening the door again shortly and I want you to get on the waiting list. If building your email list full of dream clients is on your to-do list in 2023, then this is the course for you. We flesh out your marketing plan, come up with organic and collaboration strategies, plus there's an extensive portion of the course that is focused on Facebook and Instagram ads. So you can grow your list with ads behind the scene so that your business becomes more sustainable every single day. If you're interested in this, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash dream list essentials to get all the details and to get on the waiting list right away. And that's why when I'm running an ad for somebody, unless it's again, one of those very specific situations, and I'll talk about that in a second, I like to see the frequency stay below three or four in that range. Once it hits three, I start to either switch up the audiences and find some new audiences that we can start to show the ad to or refresh the images and ad copies so that we can continue sending the ad out, but it doesn't look the same. And that's important because especially the visual image is really what people will start to recognize and say, oh, I've already seen that picture. Like I see that picture all the time. And I'm sure you can think of at least a couple different ads that have gone on too long and shown up in your feed for way too many times. And it's typically the image that you're going to be recognizing. And so if the frequency starts to go up above three, then it's time in my mind to either find a new audience that we can start marketing to or change out the images. And you can even do both. There are, like I said, very small situations where I don't even look at frequency. And one of those would be open cart, the week of open cart. 
the goal is to be in people's faces. So if you have a course that you are a membership or a program that you're launching and you're doing retargeting ads, so these are people who have participated in the webinar or signed up for a wait list or whatever triggers are in place that someone goes to your sales page. All of these things are what I would call trigger actions and they are saying, yes, I'm interested. Signing up and or attending the webinar is saying, yes, I'm interested in the topic. Going to the sales page, yes, I'm interested. Signing up for a wait list, yes, I'm interested, right? So they've done an action that says I'm interested. And so during that open cart period, which is typically gonna be like a week to 10 days at most, that's when you really wanna be like in their face. And so that frequency rule of three to four I tend to kind of like push it aside. Now, we don't want it to get up to like 10, 20, 30, 40, but we can allow it to creep over four for that limited time period. I also recommend that you have a couple of different variations of images that you can switch out, especially if you have a higher budget during that open cart period. So because you still don't want people to get exhausted, right? So you can have like doors are open, come join us at the beginning, and then you can have some testimonial ones in the middle and then like last chance, doors are closing at the end. So you're switching out those images so people aren't seeing the exact same thing for that entire time period. Now I have a bonus one for you, which is much more likely to show up, but frequency one out and I only wanted to do my top three, but I'm still gonna share this bonus one, which is your CPM or the cost per milli, a cost per thousand impressions. This one is really helpful for understanding the cost of running the ad because this is actually how Facebook and Meta charge you. They charge you per 1,000 impressions. And so if your CPM is like $10 or your CPM is $30, that's gonna have a really gigantic impact on the cost of running the ads. And often it comes down to the type of ad you're running Something like a traffic ad or an engagement ad is going to be cheaper. It's going to have a lower CPM than a sales ad. It also comes down to the audience you're running. How saturated is that market? How many people are running ads to that audience? Something like teachers who are marketing to other teachers tend to have a lower CPM. Whereas again, my business, I'm marketing to fellow business owners, entrepreneurs, small businesses, and that's a higher CPM. And so While there are some things you can do to lower your CPM, like growing your warm audience and putting in the, like feeding the algorithm, if you will, by running nurture ads and running ads regularly does often help lower CPMs. It is a great metric to be looking at because it also is one of the first indicators of an ad going stale. And when I say like the ads going stale, it means that it's just been running for too long and the algorithm starts to say like, hey, we need something fresh. Because as I'm sure you know, people have attention spans that are like 2.4 seconds right now. They don't want to see the same ads. And so the algorithm is actually programmed, I think, to kind of force us to refresh our images and refresh our ad copy more frequently. And so one of the first indicators that the algorithm is starting to say like, hey, refresh time is that CPM is consistently increasing day after day after day. And so it is something I recommend you track for that reason. And it can be really helpful in noticing that like what's happening and understanding the costs that your ads are going to be. So I hope this was really helpful. Again, my top three favorite metrics are CTR link click, the cost per result, and frequency, and then I threw in that bonus, the CPM for you. 
Thank you so much for hanging out till the end. I would love to know what your favorite metric is and why you love it. So send me a DM and let me know. And until next week, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.